can't actually start it like I can that. start it like that. It's Swiss Army Man. <laughs> okay, okay. If okay. if people don't know this as the farting corpse movie, then you do now. Um Hi everybody, welcome to our podcast. Uh Runtime name, Babe. Runtime Babe. Uh my name is Rowan Wood. My name is Davis Morales. And we're dating. We're dating. And we like to talk about movies. And, and this stuff. is our podcast. This is this is this is our podcast. This is our podcast. Today we're gonna talk about um a movie we both just saw. Mm-hmm. It's called Swiss Army Man. Um, the reason we picked this movie is because uh, those of you that watch the Oscars or that listen to our episode about the Oscars, um, the Daniels, who I couldn't name either of their... Wait, Daniel Kwan yeah. is one of them. Yeah. And Daniel yeah. Scheinbert. <laughs> <laughs> you added a B in there, but yeah. Scheinert? Scheinert. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. so I can kind yeah, of yeah, name yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just you, you won Oscars for Best Directing and best original screenplay and then their movie everything everywhere all at once one best picture yeah and so there's only one other movie okay you can't be looking over there while we're recording sorry <laughs> he's he likes to turn directly away from the microphone. i'm not i'm not i'm not looking over there while i'm talking i'm looking well, you over go there. yeah while you're turning that way yeah okay <laughs> you're not allowed to look at me you're not allowed to look around the room you're only allowed to look at the microphone okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> um so we just watched Swiss Army Man, which mm-hmm. is the Daniels' debut film. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. also an A24 film. Yes. Just like everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Look at me go. I'm so proud of I'm you. I'm doing the stuff you usually do right now. <laughs> I don't know why. I just yeah. decided. Mm-hmm. Um, keep, keep keep going. going. You're, okay. you're, you're on a roll. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. No, I'm going. I'm going. I got this. I got okay. this. Um, We thought, you know, we both loved everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. You have permission to have some of my water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could have just nodded. No, no. I want them to be a part of this. I want Ooh. it to be immersive. Anyway, okay. back to the, the stuff we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we both loved everything, everywhere, all at once. And mm-hmm. we loved the Daniels and their speeches and stuff at the Oscars and like love their philosophy. Mm-hmm. For those of you who know my philosophy, it's that I like movies that are fun. Uh, the Daniels definitely are good at making movies that are fun. Um, and and good at making movies about like weird things for weird people. Which do you need me to clean up my things so you no, stop no, no, staring no, 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 at no, no, them? No. I'm I'm not staring at that. I'm I'm staring at the DVDs that I have that I realized I haven't put into my collection list yet. So I have to do that. Oh, later. so oh okay. Well, yeah. be a nerd about this movie right okay. now instead of the other movies. <laughs> I get distracted easily. What can I say? Also, also just so you know, while you were in the bathroom earlier, yeah. I was making my own collection list um on a on a on a word document that includes wish list uh, like you have. Okay. Okay. So so uh, I actually should shut my mouth. <laughs> um, it's it's also funny because right before we started recording this, I was being like such a freak and like not letting Rowan do anything productive and like just like so distracted. And then the moment we turned this on, I was like, and here is what we're talking about today. And here's why. And here's the all the f- film facts doing it good. And <laughs> Rowan started just looking around the room and being like, Whoa. so not typical of us. Okay, you go, you go. All right. Um, uh, uh, the Daniels made this movie in, uh, they debuted it at Sundance in 2016 and it came out, uh, the same year. 
um, got got a wide release from A24, or may, maybe it was just a limited release. I'm not sure. I think they won the director's award at Sundance. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely, definitely makes sense. Um, They're good directors. They are indeed. Uh, yeah. It so, stars Paul Dano yeah. and Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is about... Hey, wait, what's the runtime? I don't have my phone to check you. 96 or 7 minutes. You can you, you can look on mine. I can look on yours? Yeah. Okay. Well, give a brief summary while I check okay. you. 96 um, or 7? Yeah. Wait, pick one. Okay, not 97. Um, so, essentially... 97. 97. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's, it's easier when I just watch the movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Paul Dano is, uh, plays a man. Hank. Hank Johnson. I don't know his last name. I don't know. Sarah Johnson. <laughs> Hank is someone... I don't think we get his yeah. last name necessarily. No, we do. I think he, he, he introduces himself a couple of times. Whatever. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't so matter. Uh, Hank is stranded on an island, and Daniel Radcliffe plays Manny, a farting corpse who washes up on the island, and uh, Daniel Radcliffe uses him to basically propel him to the mainland uh, in a way that only a farting corpse can. And then essentially it's just a, a journey of self-discovery and friendship. And it's a rom-com. And it's a rom-com and a musical. I would say. And... Uh, um, just a surreal fever dream. Also, what I would say is is important is within the first, like, it's in the opening scene, so this isn't even really a spoiler, Paul Dano's character, Hank, is on the island about to kill himself. He's trying to hang himself when the, the corpse washes up and kind of feels purposeless, aside from just, like, literally being lost. Mm-hmm. You find out he actually ran away. Um and so now he and this dead body that eventually is able to talk. Um, and it's like, it's kind of unclear whether it's, I mean, by the end, they kind of clarify. But through most of the movie, it's unclear whether it's a hallucination or if this corpse is really talking and like, why? And they never are like, magic is happening, but like it kind of feels like there's something magical happening mm-hmm. because everyone in the movie recognizes like, this isn't a thing that happens like yeah. corpses. This isn't real. This isn't how corpses should behave. You know, usually they don't behave at all. Usually they just kind of lay there, but in, in, so in this movie, it's recognized as completely out of the ordinary, but also never fully explained, which I really like. Yeah. I like that. They don't quite explain mm-hmm. why what's going on is going on. Right. Or if it's even really going on, mm-hmm. at least at times. Right. Because they don't need to do that. Not yeah. everything has to be explained. And if you just yeah. accept that it is happening, or at least it's happening in the eyes of the main character, whichever theory you subscribe to. One, I, I just really like that, like, of course, we don't find out the answer because none of the characters know the answer. Right. Like, Hank doesn't know. Manny doesn't know. And so, like, how are we going to figure it out? Mm-hmm. So even if the Daniels do have a specific thing in their mind as to why it's happening. The characters are both like, what's going on? I don't know. And then they, and then you just move on and are like, right. okay, this is the world now, which like really helps bring you in. So thoughts on the movie, like initial, initial, what were your feelings right when we finished? Um, well, I love weirdness. I think we should have more weirdness in mainstream cinema. Um, and this movie is essentially like the pinnacle of weird uh, topped only, I think, by everything everywhere all at once, um, which I would say is like the next phase of this sort of advanced theoretical weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, this is um, oddity with a point. 
there is a point here. Um, and it's all about, you are much more eloquent about what it's all about. Um, it's all about, I don't know. Oh God. I described it so eloquently last night. Yeah. I don't know. It does kind of have the same sort of like, like everything everywhere all at once has one of its many messages is something along the lines of like nothing matters and isn't that so liberating and like why are we so hung up in all the bad stuff if nothing matters like it's freeing to know that nothing matters and that means we can be ourselves and love each other and focus on the good and this movie does a similar thing it also is like nothing matters we're all just balls of gas that will one day be reabsorbed by the earth and like isn't that kind of beautiful like we get to be balls of gas that exist at the same time and we get to be reabsorbed into the same earth next to each other like so it's a similar sort of like nothing matters and that is good type of message that i love because that i mean that's sometimes that's how i feel is like the more I feel like what I'm doing is supposed to matter, the more stressful it is. And right. so sometimes it's nice to just be like, hey, it kind of doesn't matter. And like, that's the beauty of it. And that's why we get to live these wonderful little lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, throughout the film, um, <clears throat> we are um, we learn a lot more about Paul Dano's character. And about Daniel Radcliffe's character, despite Daniel Radcliffe being a farting corpse, mm -hmm. um, through their interactions. Because Manny, the corpse, is uh, – he, he's basically like a newborn, basically. Yes. He, a newborn with an adult man's dead body. Yeah. Um, and that was one of my favorite things, is this corpse is farting and, like, has a boner and all sorts of things – and when Paul Dano's character is telling him, like, oh, you can't show this to other people, or this is why I'm so weird to talk about these things, because Daniel Radcliffe's character is just like, oh, this is a thing that's happening. Okay. And doesn't understand why there's this weird stigma around things, especially because Paul Dano's character is like, it's okay. This isn't a weird thing. Everyone does it. Uh, we just all hide it. And like about farting or getting a boner or talking about masturbating. It's like, Oh, these are things you don't do, even though everyone does them. You just can't talk about them or, and you have to pretend like you don't do them. And then Daniel Radcliffe's character is all innocent. And is like, well, why, if we all do it, why do we have to pretend that we don't? Mm -hmm. And, and it's not <clears throat> him that's posing the question. It's, it's the movie posing the question yeah i think he the poses the question maybe once or twice yeah, right but it, i mean it's less philosophical it's more yeah. like a child going okay why yeah because <clears throat> that's you know that's the question that sort of defeats the people um that it's posed to like why mm -hmm. it's like there's no answer to that that will be entirely satisfying um at and least yeah, in our in our modern society, um, no one asks the question because ev because everyone knows that there's no good way to answer it. So it's like a it's just a, a non-starter type of situation. Yeah, yeah. Also, when we talk about the amount of farting in this movie, usually farting in a movie, especially as a punchline, like bothers me. 
Like, it's just not funny to me. Um, in this movie, it even they do use it as a punchline sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It just is like the best farting movie I've ever seen. Real high bar there. <laughs> I don't. That's true. I don't think the farting. Usually, the farting itself isn't a punchline. It's the the return of the farting. Yeah. That the farting was here before, and now it's back in this specific yeah situation. And it's funny because we know that that's a thing he can do, and the fact that he's doing it now is funny. Yeah. Also, most of the movie is not. There's not farting. Right. They. There is a method Paul Dano uses to pre- prevent the farting from happening for a while, and then it returns because they need it. Mm-hmm. Also, the farting is um, utilitarian as well. Like, um, they they can use it to start fires and rocket across the ocean and all those things. Transform his body into a machine gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that's the vomiting of water. It's not real vomit. Vomit actually bothers me a lot yeah. in movies. And that's why I didn't watch this for so long because it right. actually looks super interesting to me. Yeah. But um as someone who is severely triggered by vomit in movies, I can tell you this is not triggering. It's like a it's like a hose spraying just like pure drinking water out of and like Daniel Radcliffe doesn't do any physicality around like to make it look like vomiting. It's just like mouth open water spraying. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Daniel Radcliffe. I was going to say the same thing. Wow. It's like we're on the same. Wavelength. It's like we're dating. It's like we're dating or something. Oh my God. Okay. Your turn. Go. Um, so Daniel Radcliffe. So when we start. Star of famously. Um, now you see me uh, too. Percy Jackson. Is he in Percy Jackson? No. Well, I picked one he's actually in. Now um, you see me too. Uh, the Lost City. I haven't seen that. Um, uh, Is he in some movie called Horns or something? Horns, yeah, uh, another eight eight twenty four movie. Some I, I some show where he's like where he's like a priest or something like that, and he vogues in it. No, I, I'll show no you that idea. clip yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, it's quite yeah, sure. funny. Um, but of course, he <laughs> he he did act in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One. That's when I know him from. Personally. Yes, yeah. Oh, of course, of that course. that specific one, the first one I saw in a theater, um, and therefore the first one in the series. Um, <laughs> So at the, and the only one and, the and the only one in in fact um it's kind of weird calling it a part one um but when he first washed up on shore at the beginning of this movie and started farting you said to me they couldn't like why did they get daniel radcliffe for this i feel like anyone could could play this role this was also when i thought he was literally going to be like a dead body that never talked the whole time yeah. when did you change your mind about that thought I changed my mind the moment he opened his mouth to speak. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. This is like a role that requires more than just like, which also Daniel Radcliffe does a really good job pretending to be an inanimate corpse. His physicality is some of the best I've ever seen in a movie. It's phenomenal. And it's so entertaining and so funny. Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know how much because when... um, when Paul Dano uh, like hoists him up with like pulleys and stuff and like makes him move, I genuinely don't know how much of that is an actual pulley system and how much is Daniel Radcliffe making it look like he's being manipulated like a yes. puppet. It's remarkable. Because it really looks like Daniel Radcliffe never moves a single one of his own muscles. Yeah. Until a certain point. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what I love about Daniel Radcliffe's career post Harry Potter is that he is just so phenomenal at 
choosing roles that are interesting if not to anyone else then to him and he has fun with it i have never seen him not have fun with a movie ever um I know, like he's he's done Broadway, he's done TV, he's done movies. He, I, I feel like he's just trying everything out now. Mm-hmm. Every, like, like any role he can take that is interesting to him, and I love it. I yes. love that he's doing. I it. feel like he and Paul Dano both seem to have like passion for this project mm-hmm. that kind of shines through in the acting. I feel like everyone has passion. Yeah, because like, like this in front isn't of and behind the camera. This or, is a yeah. Okay, this is for sure a movie that you sign up for because you're you like really want to be in this movie specifically it's not it's not not, it's not a paycheck project exactly especially because this was like back i'm sure the daniels didn't get a huge budget for this i I mean it's an independent movie so they yeah i'm sure they had to find a producer or self-finance or something yeah and so it's not like paul dano and daniel radcliffe were getting paid a ton for this right um I, I mean, Daniel Radcliffe never has to work again. He, 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 exactly. he has enough. And if, if he doesn't have, you know, if he's running low, he can just scribble his name out on some paper and send it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's just the dedication that everyone has for this movie. And like the, the camera movement and the editing and everything is so energetic. Yes. That you can tell that there's. It's the tone of every is. part of the production, it, like really gels. Everyone mm-hmm. was on board with like, this is what we're going for. Because if you're going to make a movie like this, it's got to have the right vision. And I think this could have ended up being like a super stupid movie, but it really doesn't take itself seriously, which I appreciated. Absolutely. Like, it's got serious messages and serious themes, but the movie itself is like, we know what this is. Right. And and also, like, part of the message is kind of like, it doesn't matter. Like, do what you want. Have fun. Which also seemed to be like... That's kind of got to be your philosophy in order to make a movie about a, a farting corpse that is used for survival. Um, one other thing I want to acknowledge is the chemistry between Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. Even though Daniel Radcliffe is literally playing a dead body. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know. It's, it's, it's borderline unclear whether or not they are these two fall in love or are just best friends or both and either way like daniel radcliffe and paul dano really sell it to me Mm -hmm. uh they do kiss on the mouth at one point i do need you to know that yeah um paul dano kisses dead body daniel radcliffe on the mouth with with uh with vigor and well he does and it didn't. and then he pulls back and then he does it again yeah like he's like he doubles down have you found the editor yet yeah um i'm, I'm looking through his his other credits it's uh matthew uh hanum he has done a lot of tv he look at the mic sorry he specifically <laughs> um recently did uh the movie white noise that i was not a huge fan of um but now like it, it, it seems that he also edits projects that are that have sort of like an experimental editing style or tone um he did this he did a movie called possessor in in 2020 that i haven't seen but i've heard is absolutely insane and batch it it's done it's that's um the guy who did infinity pool that was his last movie oh so, cronenberg Cron- brandon Cronenberg. Cron- Cron- okay yeah, yeah. yeah look at me learning yeah i'm i'm so, I'm so proud <laughs> <laughs> wow um, um but anyway so that that informs some of the choices amazing yeah Okay, other thing we have to talk about, the score. Yeah, I was about to say score and music. 
Um, I was told, I don't remember by who or when that this was sort of a musical. And I was just baffled by that piece of information without any sort of other sort of yes. context. It is not a musical in any way that you would think it was a musical. Yeah. It's more like sometimes characters begin singing and then they build the character's own notes that they're singing into acapella. They'll like repeat it over each other to create an acapella rhythm. And usually that will like lead into a full on song that's mainly acapella. Mm-hmm. It's most it's the most of the score is acapella, but really energetic and like phenomenal acapella. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like some of the songs are in like six, eight time. It's really got like a nerd. <laughs> Shut up. It's really got like a like a it's like hammering forwards mm-hmm. in a lot of the different songs. And I don't know it. At first, it was like weird. And I was like, huh, how's this going to work? And then I just loved it. There's one song called Montage. That, you know, guess guess what scene that's in? <laughs> the montage. What? But it also has lyrics that like acknowledge the fact that they're in a montage, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, yeah. And are like calling out the activities that they're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the vocals in the background will say what they're doing in the montage. And then it's like, all we ever needed was a montage. And it's it is such a banger. I we listened to it twice in the car today mm-hmm. after seeing the movie last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, this movie's great. <laughs> oh, I want to read our read our letterbox reviews. Yeah, at some point. Absolutely. Should we do that? Yeah, now? let's do it now. Okay, cool. Rowan, pull yours up, and then you'll okay. have to pull mine up because my phone is downstairs charging. Great. Your uh, dad ranked gave it a three. My dad did give it a three. Um, my dad is bad taste. What? Uh, or at least he, 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 my dad doesn't like weird, either weird, like super weird or super sentimental. Both are like not really his. Which vibe. I would say this is very weird and also very sentimental. Yeah. Um, also, I he didn't did... really, he didn't really love the menu either. So I just cried just so you know. Uh, I, I like very much cried. Like full on, I was like, you probably knew I was crying before you saw me crying because you were laying like on top of me yeah and you could probably feel my breath like hitching as i was crying yeah it's just so beautiful and devastating and also i think a very polarizing movie like i think you'll probably love this movie or you'll be like what is this and not really like it which is fair it's yeah i mean it's it's so out there (laughs) but out there is good I think I would say this is harder to like than everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I know you keep saying everything everywhere all at once is weirder. I think it's more weirder in terms of like, there's so much in it. Everything. In fact, but this one to me is more is weirder in that it's more alienating to mm-hmm. an audience. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's it really of, doesn't try to cater to anyone. Right. It's, it's sort of daring people not to like it by just introducing so many things that, people would that would typically turn people away yeah and then it asks the question in the movie why is this stuff turning you away right like why why are these things that are uncomfortable for you Mm -hmm. and so like i i think to me it feels weirder than everything everywhere all at once Mm -hmm. also this is my hot take that you are not going to agree with yeah i personally liked this better than everything everywhere all at once I think everything. Oh, he's giving me a look. I think everything everywhere all at once is the better film Mm -hmm. for sure. And I loved it. It was spectacular. But this resonated for me on a personal level in a way. I think it's because me and my mom have like such a phenomenal relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, so do me and my mom. 
Well, but, know, but I'm know, saying like, that's why I didn't cry at everything everywhere all at once. Right. And this like really got me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to read your review? Yeah. Or do you need more time to process the fact that I said I like <laughs> no, this okay. better? It's all about taste. It's all about enjoyment. Everything everywhere all at once is a relationship story, but it's also a kooky, weird, crazy multiverse war story. And that is also just incredibly appealing to me yeah yeah um, yeah that's true yeah. you love multiverse also it's like an action movie right this is not it, an exactly. action movie no, not this is close. a rom-com bef- which is more appealing to me right um so i wrote on letterboxd i love weird i love surreal most of all i love what strangeness can say about humanity and how we operate oftentimes even better than anything laid out in a straight and usually less interesting fashion the daniels's minds are something special and i cannot wait to see what they do next i am genuinely baffled by um these people's creativity yeah Um, i think that these are things that not to compare them to me in any way but these are things that i could never think of in a million years yeah um and to uh to be able to visualize this and and go to the um and take all of the necessary steps to actually put all of this on the screen i just think is incredible that they were able to do do it not once but twice yeah and i am incredibly interested in and i'm sure everyone in hollywood now is interested in seeing what they do next and is just willing to throw money at them because these guys probably have the best creative vision of anyone that has ever won best director at the oscars yeah i think they are probably like the most unique people to ever win it yeah oh yeah they well, they have such a unique point of view mm-hmm. and also like it's one thing to think of like what if we did a movie about a guy on a like a guy who's stranded in the wild and who finds a dead body and uses that dead body to escape. But like the way they execute it is also like, like to think of the concept is one thing, but to execute it in the way that they do requires a whole nother level of creativity. Exactly. Anyway, you gave it four stars, right? Yes. Yes. But four stars for me does not mean four stars for you. Yes. Four stars for me is it's good and I didn't like it. Yeah. Four stars for you is is it's 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 great. It's amazing. But it 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 doesn't get to that level to crack like my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So this one did maybe crack that for me. Like yeah. it it really really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it five stars. I said, this was the most beautiful, wonderful, devastating, liberating thing I've ever seen. Maybe now I'll be able to fart in front of my boyfriend. Maybe. Maybe. Has, it hasn't happened hasn't yet. Hasn't happened yet. I also, fun fact, don't fart very often. <gasps> when I do, I don't do it around you. Yeah. But. So in, in, in my eyes, you don't fart at all. Yeah. You, you could just never fart. And, and, and I wouldn't. And I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. Just not often. Good to know. Uh, next time i have to i'll try to make sure it's in your presence great or i'll just send you a snapchat video great what wonderful <laughs> can't wait can't wait you just send me a picture of you standing still and say i'm farting and, and said I, I just farted and i would LOL. believe you <laughs> you would even though you've never seen it or heard it happen mm, i don't know that you you bring up a good point yeah yeah well next time i do i will i will send you a little snapchat great I'll say, sounds farted. great i'm looking forward farted to it. lmao <laughs> um yeah anyway swiss army man oh great, yeah great movie phenomenal movie yeah i yeah oh oh my god it's my brother he's home he's home do you think he, oh he didn't even watch it with no I, which is weird because he loves weird stuff i feel like this would be right up his alley well, didn't he say i've probably i think i've already seen it i highly highly doubt it 
Well, that's what he told your dad, even though he might have been lying. Because if I, there's no way if anyone asks me, have you seen this? My answer is, I think I've seen it. Right. If yes. You, 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 yes, if I have If you've seen, seen it, it, you know it. Yeah. Yes. Because um, I remember yeah. seeing the trailer for this. It's so much deeper and better than the trailer makes it seem. Like mm-hmm. the trailer kind of shows like, oh, here's the fun, goofy thing that this is. Right. Because that's how you draw draw in a mainstream audience. Yes. And then the actual movie, it's like, okay, here's the fun, goofy stuff we promised, but also... Here's some here's things like, to think about. Yeah, here's some things to think about and some yeah. like genuine beauty. And and also, I, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. A lot oh, yeah. of Daniel Radcliffe, like, as a dead body, just asking questions that are considered taboo, but when you really think about them are like so valid questions. It was like watching a child, but in an inanimate businessman's body. Right. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you haven't seen it right as of recording, it's on HBO Max and Canopy. So if you're hearing us talk about this and you're like, that really sounds like something I'd hate. You probably won't like it. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. Um. But if you're if you're listening and you're like, oh, huh, sounds interesting. Watch it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Mom, if you're listening, I think you should watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Dad will like it. I think you, Mom, might like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elliot, watch it. Elliot, you will like it. You you don't listen <laughs> to the podcast. Let's just shout out every single person yeah. we know Elliot, listen to this like podcast. It. Mitch, you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan, Maddie, Athena, if you're listening, this could be a great movie night. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, anyway, these are all people that prob- are probably going to or have been on the podcast. Yes, at absolutely. This point. Which, by the way, I know last week or on our Oscars episode, we said we were going to release the menu next with our good friend Claire Mitchell, who showed up as a guest to talk about the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually getting pushed back because we wanted to release this one mm-hmm. because it felt timely with the Daniels Oscar win. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's. It only makes sense. It only makes sense. Yeah. Um, Do you think we could get them on the podcast? One or both of the Daniels? What I feel like if we can't just get one, it has to be both. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like we're a pretty small podcast. Maybe yeah. it'd be easier to just get one. <laughs> Maybe. Which one? If, if if you had a choice, which one? And keep in I mind. And keep in mind, they will listen to this episode. No. And they will know which one you chose. I can't pick one of them. Also, like, I don't know enough about them as individuals That's to true. pick one. That is true. Um, yeah, I, I saw them when they, uh, after my first screening of everything everywhere all at once, I love saying this. I love oh. it. Um, I know you've heard me say it so many times. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they came out at the theater and chatted with us for a while and it was amazing. Uh, and that was before, like I had seen this movie and before I could really process everything everywhere all at once. And honestly, yeah, I, I mean, that was just awesome. Um, but yeah, wow. so whichever, well, whichever time they release a movie and yeah. you get to go to a screener, yeah. please bring me along. Okay. Please. <laughs> sure. I haven't gone to a screener with Rowan yet, which yeah. by the way, Rowan goes to screeners sometimes because screenings, screenings sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> Don't, whatever. Um, he goes to those, whatever, sometimes because he writes movie reviews for his website, the lenient critic flawless transition into plugging our own stuff quick little plug yeah this is a short episode it is it is but 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 i think we packed a lot in yeah we're pretty good at this (laughs) um except for like the first two minutes which were like 
you not talking into the mic and me yelling I don't, at you. I, I, I don't know what, what you're talking it. about. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that one was intentional. Um, but anyway, I do talk about movies on the lean, blah, 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 the lenient critic. Uh, that's L E N I E N. And I talk critic. about movies in the comment section of the lenient critic sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. check it out. You'll get some more content from both of us. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed this shorter than normal, but also pretty passionate episode yeah. of yeah. Runtime Babe. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Look, I, I said the name at the beginning. You said the name and twice. At the end. You that's, said it twice. That's really cool. I'm so impressed. Um, if you're interested in me outside of this podcast, um, follow my letterboxd. It is Davy Mjolnir. That's also what it. it my social is. Mo- okay, wait. Let me try again. <laughs> Davy Mjolnir. That's me on like almost all social media except Twitter, which is Davis. I gotta check at some point whether it's underscore maths or. I'm, I'm dot. almost positive it's. Uh, I think it's dot. Is it? I think it's Davis dot math. Oh, well. It could be underscore. Did yeah. you think it was underscore? I have no idea. Okay. Well, yeah. you did just say I'm almost positive, which almost made me positive. think you had an idea. Yeah. Um, but if you follow me on Letterboxd, I'm currently watching my way through every Studio Ghibli movie in preparation for a podcast way down the line. Um, I watched like nine at this point or something. And so that's fun. You can follow along, see my little reviews. It is underscore maths. It's underscore. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Davis underscore maths. The mystery has been solved. Yeah. Um, and you can find me at Bits of Joel on Twitter if you'd like, or on Letterboxd at Rowan a Boat. Uh, that's where I do the most stuff. I, I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so definitely, definitely check me out there. But thank you all out there for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week, next week, finally, with our menu episode with Claire Mitchell. Yay. 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 Love you.